Alrighty, so last week, we almost got done with chapter 2, so that was my goal to get done with chapter 2 last week, so um, we won't spend a whole lot of time trying to catch up. I'm pretty sure everybody here tonight has been here in most of the classes, but we did start chapter 2 last week, and if you remember, chapter 1 kind of mentioned that, you know, at this point, Solomon was seeking things by wisdom, okay? Chapter 1 really spoke about wisdom, uh, middle ways and towards the end of the chapter. And then chapter 2, it kind of started off, he's like, well, I'm going to test everything and I'm just going to have a good old time with amusement and drinking and pleasures of the world, okay? So, you know, here, here we have him where he's tried everything with wisdom. So, you know, it's time to try everything now with the pleasures of the world, which again, like I said, is where the drinking came in and the the partying, and he had all the, you know, the male and female servants, and anything that he he wanted was right there. And we talked about how he built houses, you know, for himself. So he had all these beautiful gardens, uh, dug all these uh, water pools, you know, to water things with all the groves of trees and anything that, you know, that he could imagine that was pleasing to his eye or that he thought could bring enjoyment, you know, to his life, he did it. That's what he wanted. You know, he was going to try that and see see what he found out there. And, again, you know, this whole book, luckily, is us, him capturing all this for us so we can read it and see what the outcome was on all the different things that he tried. And we talked about exactly, you know, a little more about how wealthy he was, um, we know that, you know, it mentioned a little more about how much gold that he acquired every year that came through, just different people bringing him gold. It was just millions of dollars just in gold, um, you know, so they kind of, we touched on that a little bit from, from chapter two. Um, and he just kept on over, whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. So again, anything he wanted, he had it. And then we looked at the, you know, from his search, what he found. And as you can imagine, what did he find? (laughs) He didn't find nothing. He said over and over, indeed, it's all vanity. Again, all that he, you know, that he tried, and you can read through verse, uh, chapter two again. We won't do that again. It's all vanity and just grasping for the, for the air. Yes, Steve. Yep. We did talk about that last week where, Towards the end of chapter two, he got to where to the point where he got to thinking about, uh, like, one man is a fool, and then how wise another man can be. Or to Steve's point, Steve, you may have ten million dollars, but you know one day you're going to die, and then who's going to get your money? Unfortunately, yep. But let's just say you had ten million dollars. That would be nice. I would ask for a loan, Steve. Uh, but then he started worrying about that. You know, who's going to get... All, I've worked so hard my whole life, and look at what I've got. Who's going to get it when I'm gone? Is it going to be some fool? All my hard work, I'm going to to somebody, and what are they going to do? They're going to lose it. They're going to sell it. And in the end, what really happened? Yeah, that happens. And his son is, a, you know, a prime example. I mean, you can read about where all the, the fine gold and the different things that were made. Um, 
we're, we're gone. You know, it got robbed or stolen or taken and defeated or whatnot. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good point. He was so worried about, you know, who's going to come in after him uh, and take all his stuff from him. You know, I don't know if you guys worry about stuff like that. I, I worry about it every day. Do you really? <laughs> so, see, it's been people worried about it for a long time, Steve. You're not the first one. <laughs> Uh, good point, though. Good point. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we talked about last week before I get back into it. Um, and then he did talk about for what can the man do who succeeds the king. Um, he's talking about himself there and talking about his son coming in. Um, there's nothing more new that can be done. You know, when he became king, he didn't do anything different. And he knows the kings after him, there's going to be no difference as well. There's nothing new under the sun that these king, even a king with all his might and power, there's nothing new that can be done or done any different than what's already there. You know, it's all vanity. All right, so <clears throat> this is kind of where we stopped off. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. Uh, we were just starting to get into uh, verse 24 and 25. So we're on the last few verses here in chapter 2. It says, Nothing is better for a man than that he should eat and drink, and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor. This also, I saw, was from the hand of God. For who can eat or who can have enjoyment more than I? So again, he says here, Nothing is better for a man than he should eat and drink. So even Solomon himself, you know, again, he re-emphasizes you know, who better than who more than me can enjoy these types of things. But there's a couple of things in this verse, too, that I think is kind of interesting um, as well. So you notice that he says, you know, if you up to this point, how many times have we seen uh, nothing is better than for a man that he should eat and drink and that his soul should enjoy good in his labor? We've already seen that before, and we're going to see that some more. And kind of what he's saying is, if you take God out of it, and there's really nothing else left. That's all you got. Enjoy life here on this earth as you see it. Reward yourself for working hard and making all that money. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's all you've got, Smitty. Yeah. And that's why we do it. That's why we've done it for so long. That's a, an opportunity for us to get together outside of worship. Where you can, that's when you really get to know people, right? It's when you hang out and eat. You can really get to know people when you sit down and eat with them. So, <laughs> huh? Who don't like a good meal, right? So, yeah. So that's, you know, pretty much like Smitty said what he's talking about here. Um, you know, who can eat and who can drink and have more enjoyment than I? Uh, any more comments or anything to add to that? No. And that's, to your point, that's kind of, you know, enjoy it now. You know, can't take it with you, and, you know, there's nothing in their minds. There's nothing else to it, so you might as well live it up and enjoy it, you know, while you have the time here on this earth. Um, and there's a few people, if you think about it, that live for true eternal meaning in their life. You know, they, they'll do what's right under the sun, okay? There's good people in the world. We know that. You know, and most of them, they try to work hard and, they try to have their fun and do stuff with their family, and they try not to kill people and beat them up and 
you know, just try to be a good all-around person. But, and I've had blunt conversations with some good friends of mine, this very thing here. But in the end, what do they get in the end? You know, and my mom, she's, I don't know how many times I've heard her say that. You know, a good person is a good person, but that don't mean they're going to heaven, you know. If they're not a Christian, they, you know, none of this stuff, you know, really matters. You know, they have nothing to look forward to, even though they have a good heart and got good intentions. Use their wealth to cover it up. Yeah, I can see that. Good point. Any other comments or anything to add? Jeff. Yeah, they may know, either one, they hadn't read the Bible, or two, they do know what it says, but they deliberately just don't do it. Because I, I know a gentleman that, he, I know, I feel in my heart that he knows, but when things are going good and life's going just peachy for him, he feels like he's in control, and he must be doing something right, or he won't be doing so good and things won't be going his way. But I know when he crashes and crashes hard, he's the first to admit, too, I need help. And then he'll start mentioning God and the Bible. But then when things jump back up there, boy, he just falls off the radar until the next bad thing happens, you know. Tony? I was going to say, when bad things come up, they just throw money at it. Yep. Yep, problems come up, throw money at it. You know, to keep the kid quiet throw a fancy toy or throw money his way or whatever. They just use that. And like you said, it's going to catch up with them sooner or later. And most of the time, they're just going to be dog miserable. Do what I see? By their way out. Get in trouble with the law. Yep. It happens, Jeff. And you can't, you can't buy that. You know, money is not going to buy that relationship. So, but you see it all the time. You know, Dad's gone again. You know, it's crazy. Frank, I don't want to hold up your whole thing. We got all night. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's all. Maybe that's no, I under. No, I'm. Trust me, you, I'm with you. When you're saying that, I'm thinking too. We we've got so much, yeah. and we spend so much, yeah. and then a need comes up. Like, man, I'm broke. You know, I. I I wish I had twenty dollars I could loan you. And like you said, then we got these fancy cars and houses and so you're I agree. I a Christian can get caught up. Well let me tell you another one that my son told me when I got home. Me and Frankie my other son, before he went to camp, he's keeping up with all the it's free agency for a lot of the basketball and football. All y'all know that. What was the deal that came through today for James Harden? Two hundred and thirty-seven million for four years. Now you tell me something's not messed up. It said that man is making two hundred, two hundred fourteen dollars every second. Two hundred fourteen dollars a second. You, I'm telling you what. When you, I don't, I don't get it. But, oh, I saw Flo, and then, well, Flo, guess what? You just summed up this whole book. We're dismissed. <laughs> no. Seriously, that's that's what this book's about. What Flo just said. You know, that's a perfect example of what, what we're studying now. So thank you.
Yep. You're right, though. A lot of people think, I did this, look what I did, but they bring God in the picture when things go bad. Oh, God, why is this happening to me? You know, to your point. Yep. And we don't know that. I was just throwing that out, the, how whacked up we are as a society. <laughs> I agree. Mm-mm. Just because they're rich, I don't mean they're bad or doing something crooked. No, I, I wouldn't never say that. But Oh, yeah, and shame on us, you know, all of us. If No matter who you are, I mean, if you see a need and you don't help, I think we get so caught up in our own little, let me keep my little family all tight and secure and taken care of. You know, you're right. We we miss the big picture and don't help those that need help, you know. Um, but good point. Thank you. Anything else? Jeff? No, I understand exactly what you're saying. And, and also, too, Grady, what you're saying, I think if we're not careful, we start judging people. And when we start judging people, we're, we're in trouble. You, you can't look at somebody and say, well, man, I can't believe they didn't do that. Well, what have you done? You know, or that person that may be saying, well, so-and-so didn't come see me. I mean, I don't want to go down that road, but you could also say, well, when so-and-so was sick, did you go over there? Well, you know, it can, you can always just go and go and go on that. So we got to take, exactly. Yep, you got to do what you think is right and the best you can do. And, you know, there's always going to be the negative and the, you know. I think you see it on both, both ends, you know, people that look at me, look what I've done, and, you know, people that just, like you said, just between you and God, you know. I'd rather between between me and God any day. So good comments. Thank you all for that. I appreciate it. Anything else? <laughs> all right, let's get back. I thought, man, are you kidding me? We got five minutes. Steve. I don't even know how far we got now. Did we read? <laughs> did that? Did we read twenty six? I don't think we did. Come on, Scott. We did. Tw- <laughs> we did twenty five to twenty six. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight, but to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting, that he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. So God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good. I could, when I read this, I could almost see Solomon really seeing himself in both situations on this, if you think about it, um, between wisdom and knowledge, and then flips over to the sinful man. You know, when he was writing this, you know, it's kind of got him <laughs> in both spots of it, um, you know. And I, there's a phrase here that says, we're right, and the fact that in the end the sinner's hoard will go to the righteous is only a crowning irony to what was in any case vanity and striving after the wind. So, and again, he's just get you know, letting it be known. Things don't always seem just right, you know, especially when a sinner or a non-Christian seems to have everything. And then you got the struggling Christian that seems broke and don't have nothing. You know, to us, it don't seem right, you know. And under the sun, you know, 
it really don't matter. That's just the way it is. You know, when you don't know that there's more to it than that, if that's all you think you got is what's on this earth, that's when things can, you know, you start beating yourself and negative thinking and what about this, what about that. But as Christians, we know who cares about what's going on on this earth when we're done with our stuff or whatever. Man, if I'm in heaven, my family, you guys, I'm all right. You can do what you want to with my stuff, you know. So, all right. I don't even know if I want to get into chapter 3. I don't even know if we got it. I'll tell you what, we're going to read a few verses on chapter 3. Because this is one that everybody's pretty familiar with, I think. Uh, when it's talking about a time for every purpose. Yep, they did write a song. They sure did. Do you know the name of it, Steve? All right, let's read the first eight verses, okay? To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. The page flipped on me. Where am I at, y'all? Six. A time to gain and a time to lose. And a time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. And a time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. That's a lot of stuff. Anybody want to make any comments on that or maybe what you think is talking about here? Why would all them things be be listed like that, you reckon, in order like that? And not necessarily in that order, but just listed like that. Smitty? That's right. For every good, there was a bad, right? That's right. Good point. And we're going to talk more about that next week, so be thinking about that if you want to or would before next week, and we'll start pick back up there next week. Thank you.